0: Everyone welcome to the Room. We talk all things Wars, Marvel and DC. This is episode number 211 where we'll we're discussing comic, film, and TV recommendations for lockdown and quarantine. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Carlos.
1: And I'm Sanjay.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first official quad recording via Skype because we're all in some form of self-lockdown, self-quarantine. Everyone's aware of what's going on in the world here and we're doing our part to flatten that curve, to social distance, and we still want to record, though, guys. We we feel this is, personally for us, a very healthy thing to do, given the fact that we're not allowed to go outside, we're not allowed to be social, we're not even really allowed to go on the hunt anymore. And so there's going to be a bit of a void there for us, so podcasting has become our muse, our break, our getaway from all of this. And we're going to continue, guys, to bring you the content right through all of this our expectation is that the podcast itself is going to have to change in some form of another to adapt to the changing circumstances lack of trailers new movie releases and all this but guys we're going to be here every single thursday in some form or another talking nerd and guys that is no different this week we're coming at you with our personal comic film and tv recommendations for what is inevitably going to be quite a bit of downtime for everybody so unique takes on this sanjay threw this into the dm and said let's do this guys but here's the caveat it can't be anything that we've discussed in any real detail on the podcast So we're going to be throwing fairly different fairly odd fairly unique recommendations at you guys from comic film and tv both animated and live action so that you have kind of a repertoire of things you can turn to in times where you're thinking well i've already binged through all of the mandalorian twice i've watched rebels i've watched clone wars i've watched the dark knight trilogy four times let's look at something different and that's what we're going to provide you guys and i'm really looking forward to it and before we get into any discussion i just have to say one thing off the top here i really apologize for last week's audio issue i uh, was a bit distracted with everything going on and i forgot to take a clip out and i went up with a, a double Uh, double audio in one piece of it so I do apologize for that hopefully no audio issues this week but we do ask that you be patient as we transition into more of a remote podcast recording as opposed to we always do it for the most part in person here so fingers crossed nothing goes goes sideways this week and we'll keep our, our finger on it to make sure that we continue to deliver things at the quality that you guys are used to so guys with all that being said Welcome to our uh, our first remote podcast in quite some time. Our first quad remote podcast, and we gotta we gotta kind of do our weekend nerd here, guys, like we always do at the top of the show. But this is gonna be a unique one because it's very likely to be the last our weekend nerd in any great depth or detail for quite some time. Given the current circumstances, Toys R Us is now closed. The malls are closing. Comic shops are closing. And so we're going pure digital, guys. Sanjay, you're gonna to have to finally embrace that. As he steps up and walks away, this is something he wouldn't do if he was here in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, let's let's get into it for this week. I'm gonna throw it over there to my dude Troy. Yeah. I, I'm seeing the, the nerd room there in the basement. It's looking sure. fresh to death. Uh, but what's been it. going on for you, man, this weekend, nerd?
2: Oh man, it's it's been slow been slow. Um, you know, I picked up a couple trades of staying strong because I feel like for my strategy, it's gonna be a lot of trades um to keep me through. To keep me through these times, man. But um I did manage to pick up just something small when it came to figure collecting and that was just a um actually a couple online orders. So I ordered a She-Hulk head sculpt um for that hairdo that she has to throw on a Wonder Woman DC Essential line that I had. And again I gotta give props to grabs because grabs came through and got his hands on an incredible She-Hulk for the Fantastic Four Marvel le- Legends wave. And uh, right away, I was like, man, this thing's incredible. I can't touch this, but I need that hair on another <laughs> figure. I need it. So uh, the- it came through the order, um, peeled that thing off, and it-, it turned out pretty cool. I also did another thing that I normally never do when it comes to uh, online ordering, and um, I'm on a Superman kick right now. And I ordered a, uh, a classic Superman... Uh, DC Direct uh, knockoff, though. No shame on my game, man. Oh. So um, this thing's terrible. It's horrible. I saw the pictures <laughs> online, and it looked okay. And I was like, maybe I can take that head. Maybe I can take that cape. And the thing finally came in the mail off eBay. This thing's horrible. This It's hot garbage. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with this figure anymore. I have it somewhere back there. You can't even see it. I kind of want to hide it. Clearly, I didn't post this figure because I'm ashamed of it. But um, (laughs) that's something new that I did. I probably won't ever go back to doing. I do know there's some really, really nice um, knockoff figures out there. So I don't know. I'll probably have to do a little more research next time I go that route because there's some figures you just can't get your hands on, you know. And uh, since I'm taking a lot of things out of the box, I felt like maybe I can go this route with a couple figures. Not the case for me. So, <laughs> other than that, man, it's been a slow, slow week on the hunt. Um, just, just reading lots, lots of books. Finished the season of uh, Hunters. Fantastic. It's a high recommend. Amazon Prime is the way to go to watch that show. <laughs> Al Pacino's fantastic. It's just ah, oh, that's my show right now. Um, other than that, man, that's all. That's all I got. Week and nerd. That's it. Yeah,
0: man. That's it. That's yeah. it's uh, it's surprising because how yeah. quickly and how much of a week difference makes in all of this yeah um, but i'm glad to hear you getting into those trades and sure. uh, i'm gonna be interested here now that sanjay's back in the room if he's gonna go full digital <laughs> sunny man like what you get up What's to this up? week have you uh have you oh, transitioned man. or are you going to transition finally into digital both film and comics uh with the impending kind of lockdown here
1: um well Depending how long it lasts. I mean, I have twenty-two hundred movies to get through first. So if we uh, <laughs> if we uh, come to that and uh, we're still here in a year, probably. But uh, no, man, I'll still be with um, I'll still be with physical. What I'll probably be doing is just saving my money, man. Just like yeah. anything that I would spend, just like save it, and then when when shit is back to normal, then it's just gonna be like spend spend spend, Free for spend all. you know what i mean yeah man it'll be like people not going to get those toilet papers so they're gonna be getting those steelbooks you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. speaking <laughs> of steelbooks actually are we
0: going to get our rise of skywalker books, or am i gonna have to buy this thing twice
1: <laughs> i have no idea at, at this rate i don't think anyone knows um i i think uh best buy i think think is closing or maybe the closing I don't take my word for it they probably will because um, they're not really essential but uh i heard like amazon isn't even getting in new stock for movies like they're just using their warehouse for like the essentials to ship out so even really? if you were to order something yeah from amazon like a movie or something you know no dice so like ebay i think is still fine because it's like seller to seller as long as the post office is going so um but uh, yeah. Um for me, like uh my weekend or what did I get up to? Not much, man. Not much, man. Like just uh just taking time, spending with the family. I know we're talking about like recommendations and stuff, but uh we'll get to we'll get to that later. But uh just like uh just chilling with the family and um me and my daughter, you know, we were watching a lot of Batman together and she's really getting into it. So nice. that's awesome well, to see her like Um, a couple Batman 66 Mm. and, um, Batman, the brave and the
2: bold. There we go.
1: Yeah, Yeah. man. Yeah, Yeah. man. Um, and there's like the Batman I have, like, so I have, I have quite a bit of Batman to get through and Batman, the animated series justice league. So we'll, uh, we'll get to some recommendations later, but for me, man, all quiet on the Western front.
3: She's going to be my Stephanie Brown Robin.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How about you, goddamn Batman? You are in the house. You're recording from the Batcave. I am recording from the Batcave. Uh, you know what? It was an immense week in Nerd. The family had a ton of luck on the hunt, but it's actually not for me to talk about. So <laughs> we'll just put a room. pin in that for now. <laughs> uh, you know what? For me, probably the coolest thing for a Nerd was I got reacquainted with stuff that I already own. Um, so kind of as the weekend rolled around and we transitioned into the social distancing lockdown, um, one of the first things that I've been putting off is doing a bit of a deep dust and a deep clean for my man, Troy, you guys, our boy, Darth Goody out there. The best product ever is called the grip. I bought it like months ago and had never used it. It's like (laughs) this microfiber duster thing, but it looks like an amoeba. So it's like, Uh, it's, it's got all these little like. I don't know, like little penises hanging off this thing that are like (laughs) microfiber dusters. But it's amazing for dusting statues and figures because nothing gets caught in it, but it just sucks all the dust Mm. off. So I was kind of doing some detailing, but like I'm really bad for settling on a pose and a look and an accessory set for like a Hot Toys or whatever and Mm -hmm. just leave it in it. And never taking advantage of all the other cool stuff these figures can do. So, um, for the first time in a long time, I dragged out the boxes and accessories and got some new pose ups going oh, and nice. yeah, put, put yeah. some of the, you know, like, like I was bad for, oh, this is the exclusive accessory. So I've got to use it. And it's like, ah, that might not be my favorite. So did some change ups and it's like, I got all new stuff already. So nice.
4: that was, uh, That's
3: that was amazing. one of the things that led into the, the Joker pose ups for the week. So yeah, that was cool. Um, Finished The Mandalorian off. Nice. What do you think, show. man? What did you oh, think of the okay. end? Last couple of episodes? Yeah. No spoilers, but last couple episodes? Dude, I absolutely loved it. Like, it might be my favorite Star Wars thing ever, period, full stop. Ooh, and I watched nice. it slow enough that it was, like, it's not recency biased, I don't think. Um, and, well, really, you guys know in my taste. Like, if there's Batman in the Star Wars universe, it's going to be The Mandalorian. Like. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Bro, So, so Episode 6. No spoilers, but... Come on, Batman or what?
3: Is that uh the uh,
2: frigate? Um is on a spaceship? He's on the ship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, four. Yeah, right?
0: Four. With the Bounty Come Hunters on.
3: and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's like some 10 Nights of the Beast action on that oh. one, man. Like, oh, <laughs> it, was, it was beauty.
4: Yeah.
3: Um yeah, and then uh it might get me kicked out of the Commonwealth, but I got caught up with Picard. And so <laughs> uh, I've been watching.
4: Oh, what's that? Things about it.
3: Yeah, no, it's yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's got a neat vibe to it. I can, like, I don't know, the hardcore Star Trek guys are seem hard to please, but I, I like it. Like, and the real test was my kid that I'm watching it with. She's never seen an episode of Next Gen in her whole life, and she loves it. So we've been working our way through that one. And um, is she like,
1: why is Professor X here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of looks like my dad, to be honest with you. So it's always like, <laughs> oh, look at Papa like going into action and stuff. So <laughs> and then the uh, comics, uh, shout out to Grabs and Troy, uh, dipped into Killadelphia, thought, ah, you know, what, I'll try the first issue. Oh. And the first issue quickly led to reading through all four of the current ones that are out. So um, that one is definitely one that i'm going to keep going with it's like it's pretty familiar scenario for what they're going with without spoiling that first issue but uh they do it in such a unique way it was it was awesome um and then yeah this the star wars books kylo and darth vader came out last week so went through those like that kylo ren series it certainly needed to be a six-parter at least if not more than that but
0: um
2: it was both yeah, I
0: finished oh, yeah. to yeah Darth number two and uh, Kylo Ren number four too. Yeah,
2: two. okay, so we're all on the same page. Okay. Yeah. yeah so
0: why don't we do a quick uh, spoiler discussion on those ones cool. while we're yeah. while we're here? So, guys, if you haven't read Kylo Ren Rise, of Kylo Ren number four, or Darth Vader number two, heavy spoilers coming. Uh, that. right, I'll
1: see you guys in like five minutes. So I'll just off the mic when you guys are done. Just give me a wave back. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> all right, let's 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 uh, let's shoot on uh, Darth Vader number two here. All I gotta say is, uh, Troy, man, did you write that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you
3: nailed it with that prediction, man. Yeah, Name yeah. and all. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, he lived man. it, man. He lived it. The yeah. Anakin <laughs> action. What did you think of that reveal, though? After you know, we
0: had kind of discussed it, and that made the most sense in our head. And yeah. boom, they laid it out in front of us, just
2: as as more or less as you you penned it on the podcast here, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, I dug it. I felt it. It was it was a, it was a solid um, book number two. I'm, I like that we're going further with this character with Vader. You know, I thought they were very well just going to end it and that was it, and they're going to walk away uh, separate paths. But I'm glad that she's kind of kind of continue this journey, and we're seeing more of Vader, kind of go. I don't want to say light, but question the Emperor, the Empire itself.
3: 100%. Which, is,
2: which is fantastic. And that's something that we've been needing to see because when it comes between episode five and six, we never really see the turn of Vader until mm-hmm. he sees Luke obviously being electrocuted by the Emperor. So it's really cool to see Anakin kind of pushing a little bit more so and gravitating to uh, the Jedi Knight that he once was. So. Um overall it's a good book. I, I think I liked one more, but one kind of set up a lot of things and yeah. came right off the heels of episode uh of 5, but I love to see where they're going. I was I was again, I'm, I'm a broken record, but I was the one that was kind of like I'm a little Vader fatigued, but um I, agree, I really man. do like what they're doing with this book and um it's great. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I I agree with you, man, and to echo those thoughts that it's nice to see that turn as we're going into Return of the Jedi. It felt less real when we're just after A New Hope, but now, you know, it's only six months or so between Empire and Return, if I'm not mistaken, maybe yep. a year, but it's nice to see that, that steady turn and, and bringing this, this character Sabe back in. Fantastic. Yep. I, I really like that. It was good, Carlos. You, as you're kind of building into your deep dive into Star Wars comic reading, how you feeling about Charles? Or this is Greg Pak actually writing Darth Vader.
3: Yeah, and you know, Greg Pak wrote for DC for a while too, so I'm a little familiar with his work and uh, I liked it then. I'm loving this too, kind of like what Troy said. My favorite part was seeing those seeds getting planted for why this guy who was just the most tyrannical figure in the galaxy would turn and take the actions that he did in Return of the Jedi. So that was cool. Uh, I really liked what they did with Sabe and just how... Um, dynamic her character was, and how she's being torn in all these different directions, mm-hmm. and you don't know if she's entirely good or bad, or if she's gonna turn on Vader or uh, um, or totally embrace kind of what the Empire is doing. It, so it was a, a neat, it was a neat take on the on both characters, to be honest with you. So mm-hmm. yeah, right away I'm totally in to see where it goes, and it's like being on the periphery of the Star Wars reading. It's one of those things where I've never seen any of this stuff before, so yeah. it, That's awesome. it's totally cool.
0: Yeah, Comment. and what about what about Carlos? What about Kylo Ren? Rise, of Kylo Ren. You made the comments that I fully agree with.
3: Yeah, it was it was quick. Um, I kind of liked the pacing when he had, I think it was issue three, where he had the face off with his former peers from yeah. Luke's Jedi Academy, mm-hmm. and they set some cool things up there. But then to go from that to like this battle where he's quasi teaming up with the Knights of Ren to where mm-hmm. he assumes their leadership after taking out the last two, it, it seemed really abrupt. Mm-hmm. um and, and corrupts and ben... the
0: crystal too like all like all that is like yeah there's so much there like mm-hmm. Va- there's the vader comic that did the corruption of the crystal was like a six-part mm-hmm. miniseries just on him becoming vader right like it's yeah and corrupting the crystal and all that like this just yeah. went like boom mm-hmm. all of a sudden we went like you said we spent three issues setting up this face off with his peers mm-hmm. and then the back half of issue four it's like oh we have to get to force awakens
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think yeah. they needed
0: needed to do that. I think they could have left him just dangling there and said, "Okay, maybe we'll do something later if this is well received," which it has been. Now all these issues sell out almost immediately.
4: Yeah.
0: And but now it's just kind of they they rushed to get to the Force Awakens without leaving us a bit of time to work with the character a bit more and find a bit more of that break between Ben Solo and Kylo Ren.
3: Yeah, like it felt like he was still a good guy right up until the last two or three pages of the book and it's almost as though he was like oh shoot i only have four issues to write this whole thing and and Mm then i have to have this turn and everything else happen pretty quick so it it was still good it was a a, cool series i'm glad i glad i read it but at the same time it needed a bit of room to breathe yeah like that last season of game of thrones
0: (laughs) (laughs) you feel in the same way
2: yeah you know i ah man i hate to be that guy but I gotta call it, man. The Knights of Ren to me is—it's—it's it's been a letdown. They were—they were so yeah. hyped. I thought there's so much potential for these band of characters. The first issue set that tone. Like, okay, I like we we're, where we're going with these guys. And man, that was—it became pretty predictable of what was gonna go on. We saw that Kylo was gonna do what he did to earn the name of of Ren or Ben becoming Ren, Kylo Ren. Um, the the other uh, members of Luke's academy, I just never cared for. I thought they were all kind of generic. All three of them.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the turn kind of came. I, I still don't understand Kyle's turn completely, to no. be honest. Um, and and you called it four issues wasn't enough. I think this could have been spanned out to at least six to, you to could really have done a flesh out that story. Really, yeah. right? For sure. And then, yeah, I'm with you with like him um, making the saber bleed. Didn't really matter. And for me, the um, the whole forced diet that they threw in at the very end between mm-hmm. him and. Um, array as like really And that uh, was like one
3: panel wasn't it as they are yeah. rushing through everything else like...
2: yeah so and the art was kind of funny too some of the art I, I I hate to be really nitpicking but some of the art was kind of off too at some points so it was the, honestly is the conclusion of the whole story and is the weakest one for me I think one two and three were pretty cool Agreed. four didn't really quite do it for me yeah. and, and it's only, I'm only like this because Charles Soule has been really really strong with a lot of his stuff from Daredevil super Donator. solid you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, he's been solid. So for me, this is probably one of the weaker books he's put out. Just because he's just such a great writer that I feel like he set the bar a lot higher in his past work than this. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's such a fine balance with these things. You know, there's been issues or runs that we've said, this doesn't need to be 12 issues. And even a six issue might have given it a bit more space, which is usually the trades. So the four issues yeah. is, is kind of an odd number for them to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I just don't fully understand that because I agree even with, with his peers, it's when the deaths do come, it's like, okay. Yeah. Right. You, you, didn't spend any time with these people to, to kind of even establish a relationship between them and Kylo and how hard it is for him to battle against them. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's no stakes in it almost. And no. I agree the dyad, the bleeding of the crystal, yeah. it just happens so fast.
4: Yeah. And even and like helps.
0: the, con- Yeah, Palps is in there. The construction of his cross-saber, too. It's like, we got to throw all this stuff in and and make sure that you understand that. And it's funny because that's not what Charles Soule usually is about. He's, I would say, a more longer-form storyteller. Um, He's very particular about the things. Like, this almost didn't feel like a Charles Soule book, this last one. The first three issues, for sure, this last one. Yeah, I I feel like he had a grander idea for this story, yeah, and then it was compressed down for whatever reason. And I agree, it's not, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just I think there is more potential at the end of the day, uh, yeah, for what they could have done with that with just a bit more time, um, a few more books to to yeah. kind of resolve some of these things. Because I, I was really enjoying it, and even the Knights of Ren, I agree they they kinda have been on the super roller coaster for me where pre Force Awakens I'm like this these guys are gonna be amazing. Yeah. After where they didn't really appear, I was like, okay, and then Last Jedi they didn't come and then okay, we're gonna get them Rise of Skywalker and then they didn't do much with them. Okay, this book's this book improved them for me, I will say. I will yeah. hold to that um that idea when we first started reading this that it definitely improves the of Surrend mm-hmm. for me, um, contextually within the whole sequel trilogy, but it never really quite gets to the point where I think these guys are going to be badasses. So, interesting. It's it's. I think the Star Wars books are, are stronger than they've been in a long time for me, mm-hmm. personally. I even picked up uh, Bounty Hunters, number one, by um, Ethan Sachs. And it's pretty cool, actually. It takes quite a few cues from The Mandalorian. There's certain nice. words in there like, uh, with regards to the bounty pucks and the, the Beskar armor and that. And so it's going to be an interesting watch because one to watch because I think, like I said, it's taken a few cues from the bounty hunter world that we do see in the Mandalorian. And this just takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi just after Boba Fett's uh, captured Han Solo there. Oh, nice. Um, So I'm going to keep with this book. It was an interesting, you got boss Boba Fett and this, uh, this new, I think it's a new character, maybe from the or from the video games, Valence.
2: Um, Not, I remember they had that? They had the what was it? Shadows of the Empire. Did they have that one cool book for a minute where um, just after episode five, um, Boba Fett captured Han and all the other bounty hunters were like chasing him. Do you remember yeah. that book? Yeah, yeah. Is it really? Is is there any kind of cues they take from that one, or is it completely different um, from that Legends?
0: Th- I think it's completely different. It's yeah. there's a little bit of some underlying like why did Boba Fett get Han Solo and. So, but I don't know. It's cool. There's familiarity there. It makes Boba Fett look like a badass too. Nice. Um, Nice. So Bosk is pretty cool in it. So yeah, I'm going to stick with this book for sure. Maybe more digitally now um, to keep up with it. So, but it's, it's definitely, I always say, you know, I got one issue to hook me. This did enough for me to get into issue two and kind of continue with the series. So I'm pretty pleased with that. Carlos, sorry, man. We didn't mean to cut you off there. You got you all done there for your weekend nerd.
3: Yeah, I think so. Good enough. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Like
0: like you said, your weekend nerd kind of bleeds nicely into mine because uh, to be honest with you, um, I had quite a successful week. Odd enough. (laughs) Um, And a lot of that praise goes over to Carlos's wife, who has been grinding for us. We've been looking for those Black Widow figures, man, like almost to the point of where everyone thinks uh, everyone around me thinks I'm crazy because I go to Walmart five times a week looking at the same shelf aisle and just staring at Black Widow tags. Um, they made one change. I did see that gray widow at the, at the local Walmart. I said, okay, guys, look, I'm, it's getting closer. They're coming. And then Carl says, you're about to love wonder woman. He sends me an image of all of the, uh, black widow, Marvel legends figures that your wife found. And I'm like, get all the MCU figures for me. I don't care. Just get them. And so, yeah, big shout out to your wife, man, for coming through in a huge way for me there. Um, these figs, man, I haven't had a, a good chance to to really look at them in detail and I'm hoping to actually do a bit more of a slight video reveal whether it goes up on the podcast app or whether it goes up somewhere else, Instagram with these figures. Um, but face sculpts look fantastic. Taskmaster looks great. Black widow figure unreal. I'm super pleased with what I've seen so far. Again, not having gone through them in, in a ton of detail. But I'm happy to have them in hands because, guys, with all this downtime, i got a ton done here in the nerd room, and I've got my Marvel Legends wall complete. Yeah, man. I've got oh, everything up. I'm going to throw an image up on Instagram on Thursday to accompany this episode. But I'm super, super pleased with it. I've got about 100 Marvel Legends up, and Ooh. I've got them arranged in order of film, going from phase one all the way up through to the uh, the Infinity Saga there. Oh. And I've left a few spaces for figs I need, but I'm I'm super happy. It took me a while to get it set up. Um, I actually did it with four shelves, and then I realized I needed a fifth, <laughs> so I had to <laughs> reconfigure everything. you going to need the ex-
3: grip, man, to dust that thing. I'm
0: going yeah. to. <laughs> I'm going to, man, because it's going to be a pain to grip. Um, and as you guys can, can sympathize, it's hard to pose these things, get them all standing up and... How many times I dominoed these things I'm not gonna admit and uh, it's unfortunate Troy you have this experience too it's difficult with the female figures because their feet are so small
4: yeah that
0: I I end up using actually sticky the the poster stuff yeah um, to try to get them to stand better and I'd I don't want I, I and I, when I post it I don't want anyone to be mad at me I was telling this to my wife I was like it's not like the women a lot of the times are towards the back I'm like I can't help it because I have to <laughs> almost have them leaning. <laughs> to get them to stand and i'm like yeah, all know.
1: those all those figures are top heavy for the women
0: that always a little bit. but they it just yeah. it's realistically with the fig it's just their feet are so tiny
2: yeah and they have heels too right so heels they have yeah or as well yeah
0: and so it's a pain to to pose them but you know nonetheless i'll throw a picture up on that and it doesn't stop there because you know carlos and even myself we're a we're a funko pop hunting for tim this weekend um <laughs> I, got a, I got a message from carlos i got an eb exclusive mandalorian death watch mandalorian here beautiful fig nice bright blue it's Yikes. awesome loving this it is i'm the in, way. this is the way right this i is am the a way. big fan of the the exclusive funko pops it's kind of a bit more of my focus and then i was up at, at the local here up at phoenix comics in the southwest and i've been talking to the owner there and i said look i got all a whole bunch of funko pops you know after i did some sorting here i got a bin of them I said, do you mind taking a look at them and seeing what we can do? You know, I'm not looking for cash. I'm just looking for basically store credit. Um, I'll spend the money here, and I'll come in here every week and buy something off. And he said, sure. So he kind of gave me a rough assessment. It was pretty much in line with what I figured. And so I ended up with a nice credit there, and I kind of snuck through and grabbed a few things, including a, uh, an exclusive Stan Lee Funko Pop from uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Nice. Um, so this is, this is a beauty i it's it's great it's him in the uh the guards outfit and because it's from winter soldier i had to grab it of course i uh also grabbed um you know i'm a sucker i put this on twitter i'm an absolute sucker when it comes to captain america funko pops they have these new like wood plastic wood looking funko pops <laughs> absolutely ridiculous get my my twitter it's up on there but i had to get it and it was and i'm so dumb too because it's an exclusive or considered an exclusive, it was like four bucks more than a normal Funko Pop.
3: And <laughs> plastic, just painted to look like wood. That's I or is guess it wood it to look like plastic.
0: Well, someone asked me if it was actually wood because that would be more impressive. But it's plastic that looks just like it has kind of the knots and stuff in it from wood. Okay, I, I don't, I don't get it, and it's it looks to be probably close to the. I'm just trying to compare it here. Somewhere in the space of Civil War to Age of Ultron cap that they've redone. Okay. It's so... I, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm a sucker for punishment. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> even though I'm, my focus is that, I'm not buying Funko Pops Captain America that looks like wood. So I, I have no idea. It's it is It is what it is, to be honest with you. <laughs> so... <laughs> But yeah, that that kind of ends like my week in nerd. Like it was super successful. I had a ton of fun reading comic books too, and uh, that ends it for the collecting. But I've got a, a special. So last week Carlos made a recommendation for a book called Strange Adventures, DC book, Black Label, twelve issue miniseries. He said, "Tim, you're gonna love this. It's kind of a nice nice melding of my enjoyment of the cosmic and and Carlos's enjoyment and all that." And I bought it. I got Comixology, which I did realize was an Amazon company. Didn't realize that. So uh. I um, got that and I read Strange Adventures, number one. Gotta say, man, I freaking loved it.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. I, I had a bit of anxiety there. <laughs> it's. Always, um, oh, anytime you tell somebody you got to read this, but it's going to cost them money, right? It's one thing to tell somebody to watch something on Netflix they're already paying for. Because it's like, whatever, you just cost them the time. But that, w- that was real money on the line. My heart yeah, was beating tell me of the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> tell Look. me
1: about it, Troy.
3: <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: haven't got to like Green Lantern yet, Sonny. <laughs> but uh, no, man, it uh, it felt like this perfect, like serialized 1940s, 50s type of superhero comic, but modernized there's a great cameo in the middle of the book. Oh, I love yeah. where it's going and it's my first DC comic I've read in forever. It's, I'm doing all 12, 12 issues for sure. I like the story it's set so up. amazing. I love the it's it's like it's got guy, it's got this I don't know what it, like rocketeer Flash I don't know what it what it totally was about Gordon, John Carter. Borden. Yes, it had and it was there's something that I found very endearing about the art. About the way the story was structured, it kind of like visits a couple different timelines, which I really like, or points in time, I should say. And I just really bought into it, and I, and I really enjoyed it. And the thing I liked about it, it had that like yeah, John Carter, Flash Gordon, serialized type of uh, influence there, but it also felt like with the the dialogue and the art, it felt modernized, but that it was more of a, an homage to that era as opposed to them directly like if you read an old comic book, you can tell it's an old comic book from the dialogue. This felt like an old school serialized comic book, but updated. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it just, I didn't feel like I was taken out, taken out by the fact that it was an homage to that, that older style. It it felt modernized enough that like I can buy into this. Like if you ever tried to read a book from the sixties, It's like they're great, but they're they're hard to get through.
3: Yeah, there's is it uh,
1: is it similar, Carlos, you all know, to DC's New Frontier.
3: Uh, Like
1: when he's talking about like the art being like an homage to the 50s and 60s, but like a modern story.
3: What they do is like so um, Mitch Gerard, who did um, uh, Mr. Miracle, he does all the stuff that's set in the present day in the U.S., and then Doc Shainer does all the stuff that's set on Ran in the past. And so, yeah, the the stuff set in the past is totally, like, New Frontier-ish. It, it's got that feel to it, but it's not intentionally retro. It's just... Mm. It, it's kind of how they depl- deployed the two styles. Um, if I was to tell you, it's like anything. It's almost like Heroes in Crisis crossed with New Frontier.
2: Got like, you. for the art? Yeah. Story- the, oh, okay. yeah. Both. Yeah, okay. both. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's cool, really so. good. Cool.
3: Mm-hmm. That's sweet. So I got to know, like, how long has it been since you, like, paid money and bought a DC book? I don't think <laughs> I've
0: ever. The last. So, okay, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever paid money for a DC book to read. I bought a couple of the. What was the event? Forever Evil with the lenticular covers. Okay. Uh, was
2: futures, wasn't that Futures? Uh. Oh, yeah. That's Future Zen, wasn't it? With the the holographic stuff?
0: No, it was the stuff with all the the or the villains stuff. Oh
1: yeah, the villains. Yeah, the one shots. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I bought yeah. like oh. Joker and Bane and a couple others. Oh, I, nice. I really right. like the covers on them. Yeah. yeah. And that was probably the last time I. That was how many years ago? Two, three years ago? No, yeah. no,
1: that's like five years ago, six. Yeah. Is it, it that long ago? ago? Shoot.
0: It
3: was, yeah. it was new fifty-two. New fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. for sure is new fifty-two. Wow. yeah yeah yeah. so that
0: was probably the last time I I paid money and I've had things like I think Sonny or Troy gave me the the quarter owl story and trade and I've had a few other things that you guys have tossed my way but like that was like that's so that's my it's so funny because you mentioned this last week that like the it's odd that the first DC book I'm going to read and purchase is going to be a strange adventure and Adam strange story (laughs) oh and I love it I think that's the most amazing thing ever that's
3: almost the best part of this story (laughs) <laughs> so
0: I, I yeah so it's fantastic so i'm gonna be keeping on that and now that that things look to be going digital i'm going to now i got the Conxology and all that i'm gonna do turtles 100 and go from there and uh, i'm gonna jump on that bandwagon nice. too
1: well, you I might even to do kill it you might want to do 101 because 100 i think is like the big cliffhanger so if you start oh, okay. there you might be, so start yeah, at 101 yeah. okay so perfect 101 i think troy that's right right
2: yeah, I think that's what you recommended. I went back and got like 98 and onward after I did 101. Yeah. Just to flush it out. But yeah, you're right. Start at 101.
0: Okay, yep. perfect. I'll do that. because so I kind of, I, I enjoyed it dipping away from kind of the, the mainstays that I've had in my pull list for, geez, like years. Um,
3: it was, yeah, It was man. a nice, when, nice trip out. Well, in Comicsology, you get those, the sales that they're always doing. Like you can get stuff for super cheap. Like it was the point Jade, anything take a look at Gotham central next time. Ed Brubaker wrote -hmm. that and it totally exists on its own and you can just read the trades and I like less than 10 bucks is what the trades will cost you on there when they go on sale. So
0: yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, I have to thank you, man, for, for giving me that recommendation. Um, I know I kept you on eggshells there for for a week. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, guys, that, that's uh, that's fantastic. And like you said, the our week in Nerd is going to take probably a different shape. Maybe it's going to be a bit more comic-focused. Are we in comics or our week in TV or film? Or maybe we're going to rotate it around because, unfortunately, we're not going to have the same uh, uh, capacity to go out, you know, get on the hunt. And so we're going to build up some serious plastic anxiety over the next uh, couple weeks at least, probably a couple months more like it where we're, we're not getting – out there and grind it and even at that once we're we're free to do so there's a really good chance that we're going to see some serious delays on upcoming action figures upcoming Funko Pops whatever before they're actually hitting the stores so we'll see we'll see how this all evolves guys and uh we'll continue with this this sort of intro banter but it might be a, a bit more focused on comics which would be a lot of fun we talked about that last week about you know dipping into a bit more comics and it might be fun uh to continue with that and seeing that uh We'll have a bit more downtime, or at least I have a bit more downtime and, you know, jumping to things like Turtles and, uh, Philadelphia, maybe I'll jump into too. So it should be lots of fun there, but let's, let's talk about, uh, you know, we touched on this last week and, and I said earlier, it's, it's crazy what a difference a week makes and, you know, the, the changing landscape of both TV and film, even comic books, you know, we went from last week where, and unfortunately I cut it out of the episode, but if I still, If I have a reasonable copy of I'm gonna drop it into the episode where I made a bold prediction that things were gonna start dropping onto video on demand or streaming services early, you guys didn't think it was gonna happen. Not in the same capacity that even we're seeing right now and what we could potentially see. So uh, I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that one. But what (laughs) we've seen is essentially a complete and utter collapse of the theater industry in, in some capacity here because as of this point, I think all theaters in the U.S. and Canada are closed. AMC, Regal, Cineplex all announced within the last couple of days that they will no longer have their doors open. They started by, you know, cutting it back to a, a, a means where you only have 50% of the audience filled. And now they're completely closed because of all this. And as a result, we've seen this knock-on effect where we've had Mulan and Black Widow both officially confirmed To not be being released in their original release dates, Mulan at the end of this month, May for for Black Widow, undetermined release dates for those. So we might see them in the summer and we might not. Who knows? We we saw even the streaming services really stepping up here. We had Disney Plus have Frozen 2 released three months early onto that platform, really narrowing that purchase window. We had the Rise of Skywalker released digitally on all platforms a couple days early um than it was than it was originally meant to and we've even seen universal really turn to the the vod where the hunt invisible man and emma will all be released on march 20th they're all currently still in theaters i believe and i don't even know if all of them have been released
3: yeah the hunt came out like within the week that it was released yeah it got announced that it's hitting vod
0: yeah which is which is crazy to think about and we had uh, Birds of Prey. We've we got that now. It's confirmed to be coming out for digital perp- purchase on Amazon, iTunes, and all that on March twenty fourth. Mm-hmm. And so that that's wild. That you know that's still technically in theaters. Um, yeah. So we're yeah. gonna actually get to the review now because I'm gonna be able to watch it. <laughs> there you go. Well, one, one episode again. sorted. Yeah. There yeah. you go. And then even uh, <laughs> Trolls World Tour, which hasn't hit theaters, but is confirmed to hit. Uh, streaming services are VOD on April 10th over the Easter long weekend. Uh, that's Trolls 2, which is it's yeah. crazy. It's it's completely losing its theatrical window.
1: Yeah,
0: so, and that
3: would have been a decent size release for. Yeah. I think that's Paramount.
0: Yep, Paramount. Yeah. Um, well, so you know, in a, in a well, week's uh, time, we've seen a complete and utter upheaval of this whole movie industry. Even to the question, like I think people are starting to question, like is Mulan and Black Widow going to drop on to Disney Plus? I don't think so. At this point, at least, they're they're substantial investments for Disney, and can they wait till August to August release? I think so. But uh, but Troy, man, what are you thinking about this this massively changing landscape that we're seeing here with everything being delayed to this early release for everything from Frozen Two to Birds of Prey? Then what are you seeing here?
2: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It totally makes sense with the, the world in shambles right now. Right? Everything's on lockdown. Everything's shutting down. It doesn't really make sense to have your theaters or your movies basically operating with no audience. So you yep. got to push it back to at least a more uh, peaceful state t- of, of time where, you know, people are actually out and functioning and recovered from what's just been going on. So um totally makes sense. It's really going to jumble up a bunch of other movies, though. Now we're going to have a lot more competition between films. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah
0: it's not yeah. i don't know what we're gonna do about the box office <laughs> fantasy yeah, I, I, Even the yeah. Listener one. Like I guess
2: for for some films too right you gotta think there's there's some films some films unfortunately that are released that are bound to lose right you know oh, yeah. some movies that come out and like ah oh, this is you they always aim for that january slot um so now it's kind of an excuse to actually just push out faster i'm not saying necessarily trolls is the one but you know there's some films that you just want to get out quick to VOD. And, um, I guess they have that scapegoat now to do, but, uh, it's going to be a huge hit across the board for all films going forward. And it, just like everything out there, they're all taking a hit.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Sonny Steelbooks, man, you are, uh, you're a guy here when it comes to, to the film industry. And when it comes to steelbooks, when it comes to collecting and keeping your finger on the pulse here, man, like it's even, you know, the, the knock on effect even from the, the theaters is that, you know, what does this do to physical media? for things like birds yeah. of prey for things like the hunt the invisible man emma all this you know now that you're collapsing that 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 home release window you know do, do these things even come out on physical copy uh,
1: eventually yeah um eventually they will for sure but uh when i don't know cuz birds of prey was supposed to come out in may and now it's like Will it come out in me? I don't know. Like, you know, I, I didn't go on the hunt this week for movies, so I don't know what it's like, but I imagine like sunrise or like H M V in the UK is probably closed. And like a Walmart or like a Target, probably that isn't their first priority is to restock the movie shelves these days. No. So totally. Um Yeah, man. So I don't know like what this what this does, but uh I will say though, hats off to the companies to be flexible mm-hmm. and to do this um because i know people are stuck at home and they kind of want to see new new things and um this this allows them the option to do it and do it in a safe manner and um i could see like new life um for these films like you think of a film like invisible man is very well done film um how much box office did it have left probably not a lot um you know but now that it's on BOD for 20 bucks i could easily see 2 million households drop picking it up and then that's 40 million bucks right there so uh, it's kind i think it'll give these films new life and um hoping that a lot of people go out to see birds of prey so we get that sequel <laughs> well it's my yeah. got my check <laughs> go bucks. out we'll stay for at sure. home stay at home and get it yeah 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 40 yeah. yeah. million
3: <laughs> with no middleman yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's it right that's
0: it no carlos Thoughts on this, like we, we were talking to the DM here and you said that, you know, there's, you know, some rumors, whatever, we am going to call them rumors because I don't think it's really the case, but let, let's throw this out there. Let's say they throw a Black Widow up on VOD, 50 bucks to rent it for 48 hours. Like, what do you, what do you think of a strategy like that?
3: I would welcome it like, at like $50. That's still going to be cheaper than me paying yeah. me to go <laughs> see something like Black Widow with my entire family. And that's not even snacks. That's just the price of tickets. So uh two adults and two kids kind of thing. Like I'm still still in the black compared to what I would have been paying to go see it on opening day. And then you'd get the benefit of being able to watch it again within that forty eight hour window or whatever. But uh I, I don't think Black Widow would be a movie that you'd see um try that experiment with. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like Mulan. Yeah. Um uh, I don't know. But like I will say that the unfortunate I think uh fallout of this will be the uh, another coffin nail for kind of those low to mid budget mm. movies, not necessarily the stuff with IP attached to it, but things like The Hunt, like um, The Invisible Man, where well, maybe not Invisible Man because it was so cheap, but um, where theaters just aren't going to show those types of movies anymore because there's not going to be a market for it, right? Because you're going to start conditioning your audience further, um just waiting for these things on netflix on amazon prime 100 percent. yeah so well, I'll, and, I'll be curious
0: yeah it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting thing to walk watch because not only the gonna effect for the physical media releases but it's just that man it's like why, why can't i watch it in my home or i'm going to wait to watch my home i it's going to have the same effect that we've seen in the past with where you've had major industries that have had you know a, a large portion of their their clientele move away for a period of time. And even people are going to be, from all of this, people are gonna be nervous, I'll be nervous to go back to the theaters um, yep. in some capacity, right? I'll be nervous to go back into large crowds for quite some time um, until you know we're very certain or there's a vaccine for this thing. So it's, it's going to, not only if we get back to normal life where we have a release window again, but how much time is it gonna take the movie industry to recover from this because just, you know, you could see this pushing way out into September and beyond where people aren't actively going to the movies the same way that they were before. You know, are we going to see the hundred plus million dollar debuts of films in the foreseeable future?
3: No, I think you've already started to push things into 2021. So Mm -hmm. half the things that we have scheduled, like I can see a Mulan being pushed into the December yeah. Time frame. I could see something like Black Widow now coming into late summer, maybe early fall type of thing. So the movies that were in those spots will now get pushed out. And yeah, I don't know. I I I think we'll almost go back to the way things were in like the thirties, forties, fifties, where theaters were around, but they'd only show a very small group of kind of prestige type films and those films would play forever right so yeah. you'll go to the theater and the only two movies that are available to go see is one Woman* and Black Widow mm-hmm. and the rest of the mm-hmm. things that would normally come out are coming out uh, straight to home video
0: yeah well it's yeah. it's gonna be a wild space to watch because you know a week ago when we were talking about this Disney almost refused say no Mulan's coming out Black Widow's coming out both those films through their tent poles for for 2020 have fallen you know, the next one to, to likely see a shift is going to be, unfortunately, Wonder Woman.
2: Uh, yep. It was already
0: pushed out, what, eight months or so? And it's likely to fall as well. Because uh, I don't think the crowds are going to be going back in, in June there when Wonder Woman is no. meant to come out.
3: No, it'll take yeah. like a good, like, four weeks for people to start getting comfortable, getting back into their routines and stuff, yep. right? So mm-hmm. we're all at the mercy of uh, the folks looking for cures and inoculations and
0: yeah big shout out to those guys man to to, to find you know vaccines and ways that that we can you know get back to some sort of normalcy Um, I think it's going to be a while and you know this is this is part of why we're doing this remotely is you know we had the opportunity you know we could have gotten together I think but we've all chosen to, to go into a place where we're not spreading this thing. We're flattening the curve. Um, I really like that, that motto to go along with, you know, we're not doctors. Um, we're not people, scientists looking for vaccines and that, but we can do our part here by staying at home, recording, giving you guys something to listen to in the house and all that. And that's what we're going to continue to do. Um, but we're not going to the movie theater anytime soon.
1: No, no man. And, uh, you know, it could be like a thing where we're looking with like, December, and I think theaters will try to do something to try win people back. You know what I mean? Like they're not just gonna go quietly. They're gonna try something to like I don't know what it is. They're probably think of thinking of stuff to do right now. But uh, yeah, like they're they're not just gonna wither away and go away they're gonna actually like fight for their market share and you know cineplex and uh amc and regal theaters they're all gonna they're gonna do do whatever it takes to stay stay alive so and stay yeah. uh, stay as a business so
0: unfortunately i think the only thing that's gonna help them is time on this one you yeah get people yeah. forget about this stuff it's it's like anything even after the, the tragedies of 9-11 it took a long time for people to go back on airplanes in the same way Mm-hmm. That they were pre pre nine eleven, and um, I'm not trying to liken this to to that sort of tragedy, but you're going to see a similar type of of fallout from with regards to these type of you know airlines are going to suffer from the same thing. Cruise ships we are we had to cancel our Disney trips. Done.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we're not going to Disney. We're not going to cruise. And I'm even questioning whether or not celebrations going to go ahead <laughs> this I year in August.
1: It. I doubt it. And, you know, I actually think the Calgary Comic Expo is going to be canceled. Yeah, it's
0: can because it's at the end of April. So,
1: yeah, yeah it's not no going way. for it. And, and SDCC San Diego Comic Con, yeah, that's it's the biggest canceled. one. It's, that's June, July. That's probably canceled. Yeah, So
0: we'll see I WrestleMania, hope. man. They're doing it in an empty, small thing.
1: Oh, really? I, right. I heard that they're doing Raw and SmackDown like that. 80,000-person yeah. so like venue. Watching, uh,
0: they're going to like uh, 10 people, you know, essential staff only. It's crazy, um, wild times, wild times. But guys, let's let's lighten this one up like a little bit here. Watching
1: WCW Thunder, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I to <just> love that. <laughs> thunder <laughs> but let, let, that's let, the worst one, man. Yeah, it was good for a while, when NWO was showing up. But <laughs> yeah. let, let's 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 lighten the mood here, guys, a little bit. You know, we uh we want just walk through, you know, the changing landscape there, and we're all aware of what's going on outside of our doors. And like I said before, we're all doing our part. We're staying in. But guys, you know, there's only so much you can think of off the top of your head on netflix you know on comiXology marvel unlimited whatever and what we want to do this week guys is we just want to bring you you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of our own opinion on some things that you can be reading you can be watching well on lockdown with your families well you have a bit more of that downtime you know some of you guys aren't hitting the bars some of you guys aren't you know taking the kids to birthday parties or whatever what do you want to be doing in then? And we're going to kick this off. We're each going to kind of round table this. We've got, you know, we're start off with live action films. We're going to do animated movies, TV show, TV show animated, as well as a comic run or story. We're each going to throw one on the table. Um, not with any sort of spoilers, but uh, we're just going to give you guys some recommendations, see what you guys do, and uh, this might help uh, kind of wither away at some of that extra downtime that we all have for the uh, foreseeable future here so sanjay i gotta throw it to you first we're gonna start with live action film slash movie um okay. again the caveat on this one that it's got to be something we haven't talked about in a ton of detail you know if we're going to get on here we're all just going to recommend that you watch the dark knight and uh, avengers <laughs> endgame it's not gonna be a ton of fun so i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going know, obscure staying on brand kind of but not totally um this is kind of going to be all over the map uh but uh let's let's see what you got sanjay
1: all right, man, this is totally off-brand, but, uh, you know, in times like these, I like to go to, like, my comfort movies or my comforts, and uh, this is this is a movie that every time I watch it, it's like a warm hug and a hot cup of soup. It's uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the Ooh. original. Ooh. not Ooh. Johnny, Johnny Depp,
3: Depp was amazing. <laughs> I, I, I loved how he channeled MJ in his delivery. 100%. It was wonderful. <laughs>
1: said no one ever <laughs> hey
3: said me i'm yeah <laughs> uh
4: Willy Wonka, yeah. it's a good uh, one man. I my daughter hates hey, it
1: oh i love that movie and it's actually kind of scary like there are some scary parts when like they go in the uh boat and then there's he's like sings that or he has that like weird chant and you see like a chicken get its head cut off it's like what movie am i watching but 99 percent of the time it's just like a fun like amazing uh family movie
0: yeah well done well done i think that one if i'm not mistaken is on netflix at least in canada Uh,
2: oh the old school one
0: i think so or i can't remember where we have it because we've watched it recently maybe we bought it i don't know it's definitely on apple (laughs) uh, definitely (laughs) on itunes
2: that willy wonka is such a character though man oh Oh, i love that movie alone just for him is like magical ah fantastic picture. right yeah Yeah. well done good day sir <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man.
1: Oh man. Uh, what's his name? Gene Wilder. It's just such, yeah, a, he's such an amazing yeah. actor. He, huh. Yeah, and uh, and the songs like with the Oompa Loompas and everything. I mean, man, it's just a classic. Just
2: a it classic. It is.
0: Absolutely. All right, Troy, my dude, man. What do you got for a live-action film recommendation here?
2: Oh, I always go back to my dude, uh, Ryan Gosling. Drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Love this film, Drive. Oscar Isaac's in there. The tone of this film is like no other. The cinematography is great. You know, you got the silent protagonist throughout the film. Brian Cranston's in there, too. I've never seen this on the big screen for the first time, going in with zero expectations. And I was blown away. I think that really, really pushed me to just be in love with cinematography and and cinema itself was that film. I I was late to the game, but it was that film that definitely did it for me and (laughs) and really made me appreciate Ryan Gosling. Like as I'm coming from the era where I used to watch him in like young Hercules and like breaker high. And I was like, (laughs) Whoa, this guy actually has chops. He can really act. He's he's fantastic. So uh, yeah, I highly recommend for drive. I I love the color scheme too. I, you know, I picked up the, um, the steel book. I think I bought this film like three times on Blu-ray site. You
4: know what I mean? (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh so, uh, my God! Yeah, yeah, boy, yeah. It's a fantastic film. I love, yeah, I, I love the '80s kind of look too of like the title. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's incredible what they did with this movie. So underrated. I don't think it gets enough appreciation for what that film has done and achieved. And it's uh, it's I think it's an instant classic, man. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, nice.
1: I totally agree, man. And like the soundtrack, I'll just put it oh. on, on YouTube. I'm at
2: work and just listen to the songs. Like it's that good. I bought the soundtrack and I still have it on my phone too. I have the CD and I have it on my nice. phone. That soundtrack oh. is incredible. Again, nice. it, it dives into that 80s like Miami kind of sound. Yeah, oh. yeah.
1: Oh, man.
2: Yeah. It's so and good. it's uh,
1: Michelle Williams is uh, love the love interest. interest. Oh yes. my.
2: Ah. terrific, terrific <laughs> pick. So good. High recommend.
0: Awesome, awesome. That's great, man. What about uh, what about you Carlos, man? Live action? We recommend it.
3: I you know what, I tried to stay on brand-ish, but uh, brand-adjacent, I picked Dread. Uh, nice. with hey. in from a few years ago, so they really leaned into its comic book origins, and it's a hard R movie, and uh, yeah, you know, it channels the raid, it's a man on a mission going through those levels to get the job done, and uh, yeah, it's an intense movie, tons of sweet chor- choreography in it. Uh, the bullet time, cinematography is on point, the look of it. Props to Carl Urban for mm. embracing what Joe Dredd is all about. And despite being a name brand actor, never taking yes. that helmet off. Yeah, <laughs> Killer. That's awesome. Killer. Killer. Like, yeah. I don't know what DC's doing with yes. things going forward, but if they wanted to have two Batmans and keep their kind of Affleck-verse version of Batman going, I say you bring in Carl Urban and just have him wear the mask and never take it off. And he's always Batman.
4: That would be amazing. <laughs>
3: Could you see him as a Bruce, though?
2: I could see him as a Bruce. You wouldn't have to. He'd just be Batman all the time. So you never have a Bruce Wayne in the movie? No. You'd okay. never have Bruce Wayne it's oh, no yeah, always
1: bats. All right. know, yeah, it's, just... Instead of Bruce Wayne, he could be Thomas Wayne.
2: No. He could be
3: Flash <laughs> <playing> Thomas The <laughs> <Wayne>. goddamn Batman. <that laughs> oh, no, 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 don't steal not. my thing.
4: <laughs>
3: no. No, don't, don't mess with it. But yeah, no, <laughs> dread. It, it was a it was a pleasant surprise. I I didn't know what to expect after the Stallone attempt and and whatnot. And I didn't (laughs) believe that they'd make a movie where you have a a somewhat well-known actor who would go through the whole thing. And he did the shtick, and he had that scowl on for the entire movie. And guys are getting blown up into bazillion pieces all over the place. And yeah, the Lawgiver was, uh, they they put it through its paces for sure. So check that one out. It's pretty cool.
1: Awesome. Uh, Have you ever read the uh, Dread comics?
3: uh just the batman crossovers for the most oh, part.
1: Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Cool.
3: Interesting. I right
0: uh... guys. I'm 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 going obscure with this one. Um this is a, a major throwback. It's a film that came out in 1960. Um a Ooh, film that goes whoa. by the name of Swiss Family Robinsons. I don't know if you guys have ever oh, seen this film. Never, Wonderful world no. of
3: Disney on a sa- Sunday 100%,
0: night. 100% <laughs> man. This throws back to my childhood. This is about a family that cr- uh, wreck ship on a remote island and they build this cool fort and they get attacked by pirates it's it's crazy i love it it's probably one of my favorite films of all time i remember digging it out when i was last home at my parents and watching it you know on those big white cases watching my dad's vhs tape or vhs player nice i i love this it's on disney plus now it's a great family film absolutely brilliant family film and if you ever go to Disneyland or Disney World, they've got the treehouse that's in this thing. It's constructed. You can walk up in it and all that. And this is major nostalgia for me, but Swiss Family Robinsons, man, it's, uh, it's a must watch if you haven't seen it. If you're looking for something to, to deep dive in on Disney+, Plus, Swiss Family Robinsons.
3: Well, and so, if we stay uh, in quarantine long enough, you'll be able to build that treehouse in your backyard. There, I right? would, man.
0: Man, those guys do something else with three dudes. They're they do pretty well.
1: <laughs> so you can watch, um, you can watch Willy Wonka and Swiss Family Robinson with the kids, and you put the kids to bed, and you can watch Drive and Dread.
3: And there you them go, them. man. Yeah. Very That's nice. Right, That's those a nice double split. D's for the yeah for the after hours. <laughs>
0: Excellent. All right, sunny man. Animated film animated movie. What are you recommending?
1: All right, it's a movie that I just watched actually this last weekend. It's the Wonder Woman Bloodlines movie. Um, so this nice. is part of the DC Animated Universe. Um, and it's I think just came out earlier this year or late last year and man, it is terrific. Like the first half goes at a pretty rapid pace. Um, it's got Dr. Poison in it, it's got uh, Silver Swan, it's got Giganta, it's got Cheetah, it's got all these villains, and then the second half, like, it goes back to, like, Themyscira, and it shows, like, Wonder Woman battling with um, Medusa, and, man, just the last, like, 20 minutes are so metal, like, Wonder Woman is so badass in the fight scenes, and she does this thing that I don't even want to say, but I was just like, man, like, it reminded me, like, of Greg Rucka's run um, from the 2000s. Like, it was super cool, and like, it incorporated all the Greek mythology in it as well. And man, I loved it. Like, it, like, if Wonder Woman '84 is as good as this film, then that's a you know, that's good enough for me.
3: Sweet. <laughs> I, I love this like one. That rebirth suit for the whole thing, or is it that new '52-ish animated version?
2: I hate is that um, one.
3: Oh, (laughs) same, with, like, the ponytail and, like... Why?
2: Why did they do that? She
1: she explains that, actually, in the film. So you'll actually see her, like, like, Wonder Woman um, original costume, and then you'll see the, like, Rebirth one, and then she'll switch it up at the end. But she actually, like, she goes through, like... um, She gets, like... um, You see, like, her origins, and you see, like, a little bit before the uh, Justice League War movie, where, like, they all team up to take down Darkseid, So. I'm actually a big I love the like DC animated film universe and uh, the Just League Dark film that's supposed to come out to end it. Man, it's it's been a heck of a ride. I hope they I hope they continue this like film universe if they they want to keep going or if they want to start something new, just do another film connected film universe, I'd be down for that. So uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, check it out.
3: Well they mm. kind of did that neat thing with the Reign of the Superman, right? Where they transitioned mm-hmm. from New 52 to kind of rebirth thought, just subtly. Yeah, so, I don't know. I just need to be away from Jason O'Mara Batman with his, like, <laughs> I got marbles in my mouth when I'm talking.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, oh, you know what I'm talking about, Sanjay? <laughs> <laughs> but all right, he's Troy. Um,
1: uh,
2: oh, man. I I, I, uh, I love it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right,
0: Troy, man. What do you think yeah, of an animated movie here?
2: I... I don't know if I've talked about this one, but I'll I'll, I'll give it praise anyways because it needs praise. I'm going to a goofy movie. This is this oh, is yes. This is, nice. yes, this is the best thing I've ever seen on the big screen. That's <laughs> anime next to Spider Verse. Um, no, this movie for me, growing up as a kid, it was get ready for school, eat your honeycombs, and watch a Goof Troop on on Family Channel. And the Disney decided to make a movie, like an anime movie of this property, but. Port Max in high school, and my mind was blown. I thought this was the coolest thing because they mm-hmm. aged up the character, and he's in high school. And high school in the '90s, you know, watching Saved by the Bell, this is like the coolest thing. But this was animated, and he had this huge iconic star named Powerline, and I was just oh. blown away by this character because <laughs> this guy was like Michael Jackson and like Bobby Brown put together, and I was blown away. Uh, the, the music was great. Uh, you really got to see the relationship between Max and Goofy, and you know, fathers and sons have all gone through that kind of like you know, bumping heads. You know, th- there's different points of view that you can see from both ends. And this movie captures it so well. And they come together at the end. And the animation for me, this is the first time I really paid attention to, like, TV animation and movie animation. And it looked so much better, you know, obviously the movie quality than uh, TV animation. This movie is just something to me. It's, it's massive. My daughter and I watch it all the time. We will YouTube Powerline in the, the assembly, the live performance <laughs> at the end. It's, it's just the best thing ever. So uh, for me, it's a goofy movie all day. Absolutely. Oh, sweet. man. That's yeah. an awesome recommendation. Yeah. Is that, do you know, is that on Disney Plus? It is on Disney Plus. It is. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And you can just ignore the sequel. Uh, the sequel is horrible. Just, <laughs> just stick to part one. <laughs> oh, that's I noticed I love that, that
1: Troy's a big fan of like people that age up. Like he likes Nightwing. He likes Max yeah. from a goofy movie. Yeah. He's just like all yeah. like, like the sidekicks
2: that like buck the trend and become the hero. I love seeing, you know, characters evolve. You know, yeah. I, 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 if, Bart Simpsons grew up on the Simpsons. I'm probably a bigger fan. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I tell you, those legacy <laughs> characters.
0: I tell you, man, this, the Simpsons episodes I loved the most when I was a kid was the ones where they went into the future,
2: right? 100%. And they're all grown
0: up and they're doing random. Simpsons. stuff. I used to love those ones.
2: Love right? it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. yeah. <laughs> <100%. Man>. percent.
3: <laughs> all right, Carlos, what are you it for animated movie? Uh, You know what, like I said, I tried to stay on brand, so I'm going to go with one that is on Netflix, at least Netflix Canada, and that's The Dark Knight Returns. So this one came out a few years ago, and uh, they did a phenomenal job. I'm not the biggest, like, it's a legendary story, but I don't have that slavish love for it that some people do, but I thought they did an amazing job taking some pretty dense material, stripping it down to its most important parts animation is absolutely on point. Um the voice of Batman is my boy Peter Weller, RoboCop himself. So yes. my two major loves, RoboCop and Batman, distilled <laughs> into one amazing character. How could I go wrong? Um the fights at the end of the of bo- oh, the end of the film, uh for the few people that don't know how it ends, it is worth the price of admission. So, yeah, definitely fire it up and you won't be disappointed and it's it's definitely one of those stories that anyone who has an affinity for Batman should be familiar with. So yeah, you can't go wrong with the, uh, the dark Knight returns. Ah, uh,
0: nice. brilliant, man. I have, I've yet to watch that. So this one's definitely yeah. going on my
2: list. It's salty. Can yeah, you I buy them together now? Cause I remember when it first came out, it was like part one and part two. I had to buy them separately. They yeah. So
3: yeah. And I just by dragging my heels on buying them, I ended up getting like Amazon was the first ones to put it together. And they have like this sweet steel book with oh, the wow. two-in-one Seamless movie. Nice. And, and then there's like a two-pack, and then the version on Netflix is like the one Seamless movie. So Okay, nice.
2: Yeah, nice. yeah nice. so grab it off
3: there. I don't know if our friends in the States have it on their Netflix because of the existence of DC Universe down there, but mm. yeah, for, uh, for anyone on this side of the 49th, uh, yeah, it's there, and it's available. <laughs> yeah, it's and, that's uh, a solid one. Yeah, man.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm going to continue to go off-brand here, guys, big time. And uh, probably one of my more favorite animation film series has come out in the past, I don't know, five, six years, whatever it's been, is the Wreck-It Ralph series.
4: Oh, nice. Uh, yeah.
0: I, my daughter and I watched this like almost continuously sometimes. The first one's great. The second one's great. It's got that, that beautiful Pixar – or not Pixar, actually. This is Disney Studios uh, – nuance when it comes to these type of films where – there's something there for the kids and there's something there for the adults yeah. and i find that they do such a great job building the universe around some of these you know being in a video game you know using escaping through the uh, power cord not being like the hub of everything and once you get into record ralph 2 going into the the Wi-Fi and all that, it's like it's it's really really well done universe and Eboy and like it it's it's Fantastic! There's some nice Star Wars and Marvel nods in in Wreck-It Ralph 2 as well, which I just like lost it for. Saw these both in theaters, and now they're up on Disney Plus. It's uh, they're just very very enjoyable animated films. You know, it's it's a nice you know s- slight step away from some of the normal Disney stuff. It's it feels very Pixar. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph, it uh, but it is Disney Studios proper. There's a fantastic scene in Wreck-It Ralph 2 with all the Disney princesses. Oh, that's great! It's so good, and just I don't know. It's it's. I'm sure you know most of you guys maybe have seen it, or if you haven't, definitely watch it with the kids. It's it's an absolute riot, both one and two. Um, Some nice messages in there as well, um, but both real fun movies. So Disney Plus Record Ralph that that series one and two, and I kind of cheat there a bit. Um, (laughs) Both worth it for sure.
1: But and uh, Gal Gadot in Record Ralph too.
0: Yes, she is. There's there's the link.
1: That's yeah. right,
0: the Link. Yeah. yeah,
2: and all yeah. those sweet Street Fighter cameos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Zen yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh my god,
2: it's crazy because I always get mixed up too with um, Ready Player One as well with the cameos because I know some of them cross paths, right? Like you yeah. do see Street mm-hmm. Fighter and Ready Player One, and you also see them in uh, Record Ralph, and they all deal with video games too. So yeah, no, that's a solid pick.
4: Yeah.
0: All right, let's move on to to TV show. This is the one I'm most excited about for my personal pick, but Sanjay, we're gonna throw it to you first, man
1: all right what are we doing animation live action
0: oh, so do live action first tv show playmation
1: live action. puppet animation,
0: whatever you want <laughs> no. No.
1: tv show right. live action uh, so uh my animated is um rick and morty <laughs> oh man i love this show like so basically the whole premise is rick rick sanchez is morty's grandfather and he's like the world's smartest man this like brilliant scientist inventor and they just go on crazy sci-fi adventures every time. And it's just so funny. And, um, man, just like you just got to watch it and you're hooked. Like, I, I was like, I didn't even, I heard of the show because I kind of promoted it in the comics, but I never watched it. And I watched the first episode where um, the dogs take over the world. And I, ever since then, I've been a fan. I've been hooked. It's, it's awesome. They're three seasons in. I think they're working on the fourth or like finishing the third. I'm not quite sure. The release schedule is kind of wonky but man, this show is gold. I love it. It's so funny. And it, it's got so many good sci-fi jokes in it. And it, it's just like every time watching like an episode of like kind of like the twilight zone or like, um, not, not, you know, but like, like an animated version and it, it's awesome. It's so good. Like you just got to check it out. Cause you would love it. it it's great.
0: Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about Rick and Morty. Um, I love too, that it's this kind of funny take on back to the future. In some yeah. Capacity as yeah. Well. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: So, all right. So we're doing animated this. Oh, ago. we're doing animated. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's confused there. Okay. Sorry. Yeah,
0: I think I said live action, <laughs> and then Sanjay proceeded to do animated. just I Always paving his own path there.
2: There was a uh,
1: there's a glitch in the cord, so you said live action, but like I heard, it's like the telephone game. I heard
2: animated.
0: <laughs> so try it. animated TV show.
2: Oh, if we're going animated, I gotta go. You know, my the fundamentals of me, it's. It's Spider-Man, it's Vader, Anakin, and it's Goku. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super, whatever you have. This show to me, there's the manga, obviously, as well, but this for me is it's huge. I'm a kid of like the 90s Kung Fu, the macho guys, the stare-downs, the power levels, the action. There's some perviness in there for sure. But (laughs) um, man, this show, and I and I get the humor now because as a kid, it went right over my head. But um, this show's cool. And you know, um, Really, when you look at the central core of of Goku, his origins is – it's Superman. It's it's so cool. It's a, it's an alien that comes from another planet, a warrior race, that are known for destruction and destroying worlds. And this kid gets sent to Earth to destroy Earth. But along the way, he bumps his head, and he totally loses all memory of that. And he has this – he's a pure-hearted kid that becomes Earth's champion, much like Supes, um, but way powerful. And he could totally take down Superman with the blink of an eye. <laughs> whoa, whoa easily <laughs> but yeah i know and, and you know and i understand it's not for everyone but for me it hits home i i you know i watched the show when i was a little kid and sunny you, you know you hit the nail on the head where i'm a sucker for people growing the show came out when i was a kid and i was a young kid named goku he's just a little boy and then the show went off air for a while and it came back and this new saga was dragon ball z and Goku was older and he's stronger. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> there it is! Everything. I gotta know how this kid go from here <laughs> yeah. to there." Uh, that's where it all started, I guess. So the, the lore Droid's for Dragon the Ball fan is of huge. big.
1: puberty. <laughs>
2: I am man. All built <laughs> too, right? It's, yeah, hey, you nailed it, man. Nailed like it right Ezra tells he was universe. older too in Rebels. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a sucker for that and people going to the dark side, I guess. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, Dragon Ball Z, Super Dragon Ball, all that stuff. Uh, love it. Absolutely love that stuff
1: do you have any other um anime that you would recommend because i've seen a couple of anime movies i think i've seen three and yeah. i like them all but yeah. i just know like there's like a whole section out there and i'm like i just want to see like cool ones not like ones that i would watch and be like what did i just see so like yeah. is there anything that you could recommend to me that i'm like okay that, that'd be cool
2: yeah, you have the classics like uh, Ghost in the Shell for sure. But i was seen that one, sub. yeah. yeah Ninja, Ninja Scroll is dope. Ninja Scroll was cool. Okay. Uh, That was pretty dark. I really enjoyed that one. Um, There's Naruto, but that's pretty long and that's kind of current. Uh, And there's uh, Akira. Akira is awesome.
1: Oh, I love yeah. Akira. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah man. And, and there's a couple Street Fighter ones you can come across. There's some that are really bad. And then there's some really solid Street Fighter movies as yeah. well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's one All called right. Death
3: Note on Netflix, and I'm not a huge anime guy, mm-hmm. and even that one,
2: like, I found the story pretty interesting, and it was pretty compelling. Good. Oh, shit. Uh, speaking of Netflix, uh, Castlevania. Like, you don't have to play the games, but Castlevania is fire on Netflix.
4: Really? Crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
2: The same guy that did, um, the director that did that little short film of the Power Rangers, that really, like, emo dark take of Power Rangers. I don't know if Had you guys Shankar. saw Shankar. Yeah, he's behind this Castlevania-verse on Netflix, yeah. and he's a and- genius. Warren hey. Ellis wrote it too. So no way. Yeah. Shoot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. We're checking out.
0: There you yeah. go. Hey, while well, we're on this topic, I gotta give yeah. our uh our boy Chris Coelho a shout out. Of course. Um, yeah, he's he's uh he does YouTube videos on this. Um I think it's Chris Coelho TV. Um, and manga and that check it out. He uh big congratulations, he got his uh I think first video up to a thousand views. So that's awesome, man. Oh. Hey, congrats there.
1: Power levels rising, one. boy. Yeah, Love it. a thousand and one because now I'm gonna check it out.
0: Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) All right, Carlos, in the animated space, I should say, not anime space, in the animated space for a TV show, for TV show,
3: uh, staying on brand, and I'm going to go with one that doesn't get the love. You know, everybody talks about Batman: The Animated Series, and then goes to Justice League and Batman Beyond, but nobody ever talks about Superman: The Animated Series. Yes, which I would almost argue is a stronger show than Batman: The Animated
2: Series. Wow, let's hear this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, like,
3: like, I don't know that it has any episodes that hit, like, Batman, the animated series, has shows and concepts and uh, bits of lore that are exclusive to them that are the best Batman content out there, and Soup's doesn't have anything that touches that. But as a consistent show, kind of in that cinematic universe space where it's like you're watching a a single episodic piece of content that seeds things that you'll see pay off three, four, or five episodes mm-hmm. later. Um, it does that actually better than Batman does. Like kind oh, of the, okay. the one example for Batman would be Two Face. How mm-hmm. they seeded Hardy Harvey Dent through a couple of episodes before making him turn into Two Face. But they didn't do that a ton. Whereas Superman, it's like almost every single episode um was serialized where it would lead into the next one. And as Clark learns what Metropolis is all about and what the world is all about uh, more and more of his world is revealed to him and they they actually had him where he doesn't quite know uh, the extent of his powers or what he can do Or and it's, it's cool right and it's mm-hmm. you know right from the first episode they do really neat things with Brainiac that had never been done before that I think are the best versions of that character and then they bring it back and pay it off 10 episodes later and then, uh, and that goes right through to him meeting Darkseid, and they have a whole apocalypse storyline where, oh I wow. guarantee yeah, it'll it'll make you cry, kind of thing. So, yeah, Superman the animated series. I don't know why it doesn't get the love that the Batman one does, but it's it's just as strong,
2: but for different reasons. It is. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, I was just gonna say it must be because I had that horrible Nintendo 64 video game. Yeah. I <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it, it it doesn't get any worse than that N64 video, video Collect game. Collect the but, wings uh, and fly.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Through the Cretan
3: uh, fog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna pick it up, but it was DVD. Uh, they had the whole series for twenty bucks at Walmart like months ago, and I was like, that's not a bad deal, but. You know me, I gotta wait for that Blu-ray to come out. So hopefully they release that. Because they released, you know, Batman, they released um Batman Beyond. They released everything on Blu-ray. But you gotta get that Superman animated series. They released that on Blu-ray. That's a day one purchase for me. Yeah. I love yeah, to back and revisit
3: that. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's good and it's one to watch from beginning to end. It it was just it was just well done and it was you you could tell that this was their second kick at Doing an animated series because mm-hmm. they approach it just a little bit differently and they're a little
2: bit more confident. And yeah, it, it's a cool show. So, did, did you guys mess with the world's finest uh VHS? With oh, Suicide yeah. Bats uh, and, Lex and <laughs> Yeah, I have the great. DVD.
1: Yeah, I have the yeah. DVD. It's awesome. Yeah, I great. love that movie.
3: Yeah. Joker
1: and Luther team up? Come on. Yeah, man.
3: Yeah. No, they did some cool stuff with that one. Some really cool stuff with that one. So, yeah. Even just a little bit with them learning each other's secret identities—it was so that. quick. But yeah, yeah. that was great. So well done. You know, it's yeah. amazing what you can do sometimes when Batman and Superman meet. <laughs> sometimes you're not—you're not talking about something specific, there, are you? I don't think so. I
1: thought we we're talking about stuff we've never talked about before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Although I do got to say, in I do like the meeting of Bruce and Clark at that function of Lex. oh yeah
4: yeah that was actually
2: pretty cool you know like what do you say um gotham knows their fair share of clowns or whatever the case is Is oh yeah
3: yeah. there was some kind of cool moments Greeks dressed like clowns
2: yeah yeah yeah
3: yeah.
0: there it is man we got that in we got that in (laughs) (laughs) all right guys this is probably my most on-brand recommendation here and I'm going with something now I believe in the past I may have touched on this before but there's an animated TV show called Avengers Assemble. Yes. Now, this came out in 2013. This was we could probably say the spiritual successor to Avengers Earth's Mighty Series, which you guys have heard me bang on all day about. I even threw it up on Twitter this week as something that I'm starting to rewatch. But as I'm kind of rewatching that, I'm also gonna watch Avengers Assemble. I had, you know, a bit of issues with Avengers Assemble because it effectively is what ended Earth's Mightiest Heroes, as they wanted to capitalize on the Avengers film from 2012. They essentially took that Avengers cast, dumped them into this new Avengers series, added the Falcon, and started to progress with uh, a season. And I didn't love it. I was really attached to Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I was really attached to the voice actors, the style, and all that. And this was, you know, a bit of a deviation from that. But I've since gone back and started to revisit this. Now, there's five seasons of this right now, and I'm not all the way through it, but seasons three through five have a real keen focus on a particular storyline, season three being Ultron, season four being Secret Wars, and season five being Black Panther. And I'm really liking what they're doing in that space. And it's nice to go in and you get a couple minutes on or a couple, sorry, a couple episodes on a particular character and that. And I would all, I like to say the same way that with Earth's My series is it's a nice bridge between the comics and the films. This more so leaning on the films where Earth's My series leans a bit more on the comics. And so if you're looking for that bridge, you're thinking about getting to comics or whatever, this is a nice pit stop to take. It helps you introduce to some characters um, you get some concepts and ideas. of some older comic book runs that they do pull from, you know, being Secret Wars and that. So it's a lot of fun. I, I do enjoy it. And being that it's only 20 minutes an episode, these things are very consumable. So Avengers Assemble, like it's, it's again, it's more capitalizing on what people are familiar with coming into the MCU. So there isn't a huge barrier for entry for this. You don't know, have to know who particular characters are. and But it does help kind of introduce you to comic book characters as well. That we haven't seen in the MCU, yeah. So it's Avengers Assemble. It is on Disney Plus as well, um, and so that's my my animated show recommendation.
3: Or my serials is just the one season, right? Uh, it's cause... two seasons.
2: Two? Yeah, okay, and they're two fantastic seasons. But see, I love I'm conf- it. I'm confused with Assemble because sure. doesn't like Assemble in the first like four or five episodes? Isn't there flashbacks of? Earthrise Heroes? It's yeah, so weird. Yeah, it's
0: very weird. And some of the voice actors are the exact same. Yeah. Um, and so it's, they, they transitioned over. I can't remember exactly who. I want to say the Hulk, maybe. Um, and a few others transitioned Hawkeye, over.
2: Hawkeye. Like, I feel like you see Hawkeye in the flashback or something. It's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. very.
0: it was very odd because this also came out at the same time. There was a book, a comic book by Bendis called Avengers Assemble. Yeah. It came yeah. out right around the same time as this, too, that was basically plucking the characters out of the MCU, building on the success. From the from the Avengers film in 2012, and so people coming into the shop were like, "Yeah, I know exactly those characters." <laughs> Low barrier for entry comic book. That's I think right. it went for I can't remember 12 or 15 issues. It wasn't wasn't it wasn't a true Avenger story, I would say. Yeah. Um, but it was decent enough, and this is the, the exact same thing. But I like where they've evolved to, beyond that, where they brought, brought stuff in the later seasons here. Um, really paying homage to some of the older older comic book runs in that. Uh, but yeah, it is a bit confusing. The whole Earth Mightiest transition into assemble, like they're mm-hmm. different, but yeah, there's some similarities. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's it is odd.
3: Yeah, yeah, because we got Earth Mightiest up here right away, and yep. then I think yeah, like yeah, it was kind of wacky with the release of Avengers Assemble because it was only on like the Disney Channel.
0: Yeah, it was Disney XD. It, it jumped onto. I remember XD. watching it and being like, "Ooh, this isn't Earth Mightiest Heroes at all," and that's yeah. what turned me off of it.
4: Yeah, I, I was think so I invested
0: Disney, in, in Nurse Mightiest so. Heroes. But yeah. it's, it's definitely worth a revisit. Definitely. And five seasons is quite substantial. So it's all there on Disney Plus for you too.
3: Okay, um, so both versions are? Like Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Assemble? Yeah, both of them are up on Disney Plus. Cool.
2: Yeah, so, They right, even have the old school Avengers on there too. Like yeah, the 90s one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, they do? Yeah.
3: They've got literally nice. everything on there. I they don't have the them. 80s Hulk show though. It was heartbroken. No, by they that. don't. Yeah. But a
0: Universal might own that. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because yeah. that's
0: why that's why Incredible Hulk isn't on Disney Plus either.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay.
0: Because they don't or- own the distribution rights. There's some funny thing there, and that might also be the case with uh, the TV show.
3: Yeah, I was working through that '90s Hulk, and I was just like loving it so much. And oh. It walks in, and she's like, "Why are you so happy about this? Because <laughs> like, it's amazing. fix <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome. it.
1: Uh, She's like, "What? That's, that's the good. Hulk!" Like, oh, <laughs> get out of here! That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sergio, we're gonna
0: do TV show, live action TV show this time. All
1: moment. right, man. I'm doing another like comfort show, and for me, this is a show that I used to watch as a kid, and people would always tell me like, "Oh, that show's so boring," but like, no, man, it's super funny, and that's Frasier. Uh, <laughs> you been you off the. To- like Oh, so good, man. Just the humor of it. It's just so good. And, it, you know, the episodes don't really like, you know, you can just throw on any episode and just watch it. Like, There's no like really carry forward and there's no real like, uh, you know, storylines that carry throughout. So this is just a perfect show. You can just sit down on the couch throw on any episode and laugh. And, man, it's just so good. Kelsey Grammer. just The like, Beast. The Beast. Yeah, there you go. And uh, David Hyde Pierce, who was in Hellboy 2. So. He was. And I think Hellboy 1 as well. So, yeah, man, Um, Frazier, if you're looking for, like, half an hour to relax, forget about your troubles, you could do a lot worse than Frazier. So, throw it on and, uh, you know, eat those toss salad and scrambled eggs, my man. Uh, (laughs) Seattle radio host. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, like, cheers, You, you know, he was like a bar fly there. at the the bar I never really watched Cheers and then there was like the only it's like one of the most successful spinoff shows of all time so when Cheers ended they started the show Frasier where is Seattle you know he's a psychiatrist and he has a call-in show where he helps people kind of like a Dr. Phil or something like that but it's like all on the radio and then it's just about his love life and he lives with his dad who is a retired police officer and then his brother is also a psychiatrist but he's in um, you know he's like an actual psychiatrist where he's like having patients instead of on the radio. And then they have their, um, their dad's physical therapist, Daphne moon, who his brother is in love with. And it, it's, it's gold. And man, is it, you it's just, is this a national treasure? And I feel like it doesn't get the love. Like people always say like, what's your favorite, funny show. And it's like friends, Fra- friends, Seinfeld, the office, Fraser should be up there mm. and, uh, give it a, give it a watch. Give it a watch. For sunny, man. Come with
0: the, the Fraser support.
1: Yeah, man. They got that highbrow humor. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Troy, what do you got for a TV show here for us?
2: Oh, this this one's tough. You know, I want to say Save by the Bell, but I won't. I'll <laughs> save it. But uh, honorable mention is, is Smallville for sure. Smallville was, right. was, was, was magical for me. You know, not only was it the origin of Clark, it was also the origin of Alex Luther for that TV verse, at least. And I think that's one of the best live action. It is the best live action lesson that we've ever seen, hands down. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say it right now. But I'm going to go to Lost, man. Lost was cool. Oh. I, was, I was late to the party. My wife got me onto Lost and I plowed through it. The first season of Lost is fire. Wow. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. Um, the season finales for Lost season 1 and 2 were something else. Um The characters the in there. The Hatch, John Locke, Jack, you know, all these characters were something else, man. And you know, I'm a fan of theories, and this show has it for days. You know, oh, every yeah. episode, you're wondering where they're going to go next. I, I, I binged watched, I think, the first four seasons, then it's I got same caught up in it. You know what I mean?
0: I remember sitting in a Greyhound station, taking buses home from university on a <laughs> laptop that only lasts like two episodes yeah. at the time, and trying to burn through this thing as fast as I could.
2: It was something else, you know, because the first season you think you get the idea of it, but then they introduce other things slowly, and then they throw the world upside down, and they give you these these flash forwards, right? Yeah. And then they give you these things that are going on off the island and on the island, and the history of the island, and the Dharma Initiative. All these things Matt, was just was, blew my mind. It was it was great. That's JJ Abrams' awesome. mystery Fantastic. box, man. Oh. Mystery box. That's the. the... That was something else. And um, kind of I can't it at say it end, ended but... on a good note, but the first two or three seasons, fire, guys. Go out there and check out Lost. Incredible.
1: I'll have yeah. to do that, though. Yeah.
2: You yeah. have to, man.
0: Yeah. You'll be hooked. First season, like it does does winnow off into kind of obscurity towards the end, but the yeah, first like lost. three, four seasons are poof. Yeah. Something mind-blowing else. Mind-blowing
2: good. Yeah, man. All right. So, cool.
3: All right, Carlos, man. TV show. Very cool. Well, Troy, took Smallville with that, you know, staying on brand with the whole puberty theme. <laughs> uh, the, the puberty connected universe. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go with...
2: <laughs> Come on. <Whoa. laughs> Let's let that parody. That's great. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we know why they call
3: Troy the Boy. Yeah. <laughs> PCU, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> anyways <laughs> uh, I picked a show just right now I decided I'm going to break with my trend to stay totally on brand and a show that found just recently but totally fell in love with Cobra Kai okay. So okay. Cobra Kai is a direct sequel to the Karate Kid 3 and it takes place in present day where um Ralph Macchio playing Danny LaRusso for the same time as like a 40, 50 something adult male he's a successful uh, auto dealership owner he's got a beautiful wife, beautiful home, lovely family and then on the other end of that is the guy that he beat in the (laughs) All Valley Karate Championship Johnny who's like down and out living paycheck to paycheck in an apartment, living off of Coors Banquet Beer And, uh, yeah, it it sounds ridiculous, but, um, it was one of the most compelling shows ever. And I'm not one to binge shows and I couldn't eat this thing up fast enough because it's amazing. And like, you don't know episode to episode kind of who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and everything's pretty realistic as far as the challenges with keeping, um, food on the table and keeping yourself employed, go and, but it always ties back to that original Karate Kid movie. And Mr. Miyagi even has like a spiritual cameos kind of thing. And as far as like flashing back to him and the lessons that he taught Danny and Danny trying to embrace those lessons and then finds himself being douchey towards Johnny and Johnny trying to overcome um, what his master was teaching him and how he taught him. And it's amazing. And uh, the second season just finished. They're working on a third season. And uh, the journey of these two guys, super compelling, digestible episodes. I think the whole first season, like it's a YouTube production. And I think the whole first season is on YouTube for free right now. So check it out. I think they're like 20 to 22 minutes or something like that. And uh, I was hooked. Uh, I was hooked. Um, My wife had no interest in watching it. And so I was just (laughs) watching the shoes in the kitchen, puttering around. And within two episodes of it just being in the background, totally hooked. And there was something like... She went from not wanting to watch it all to I wasn't allowed to watch it unless she was sitting down and <laughs>
2: kind of thing. So I love yeah, those it, shows. Yeah, her it's good, no? cool. Yeah, it's great. It's is there great. any connection to the <laughs> dare I ask Jaden Smith or the uh the cruddy the girl? Do they exist uh, in this world or
3: like I, I think Hillary Swank's character technically does. Mm-hmm. Um I can't remember if they've dropped an Easter egg or not towards her. Okay. But um jaden smith no but will smith and some of the people involved in the production of the the modern karate kid um mm-hmm. are definitely involved in this and have like cool. producer credits and stuff like that cool. and, so yeah it's, try,
0: it's cool. i try are you just hoping that there's an aged up jaden smith in it
2: <laughs> yeah, man, be my boy Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? yeah. or or just Jaden himself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. that's all I can think
3: of in my head. He just wants an older <laughs> Jaden
1: Smith
0: that. Yeah.
3: yeah, We should send a letter to the to the writers and be like, "Hey, is there a puberty hook for Jaden? <laughs> <laughs>
2: is there a ten year gap between the show?" <laughs> but you know what?
3: There there is. Like both Daniel and Johnny have um their own um pupils that they start teaching so there's tons of puberty action for you there troy (laughs) to get into growing up yeah
0: (laughs) well you'll love this one troy for my tv recommendation. this is a a true coming of age this is probably one of my favorite tv shows of all time i found this late university um one season which sucks uh freaks and geeks
4: okay
0: oh nice Oh uh, man, this is I love this. This is a Judd Apatow. This is I found this right around 40-year virgin, knocked up, super bad. When all those were coming out, and this is you know the launch of Franco, Rogan, Siegel, Busy Phillips, John Francis Daily Martin Star, Linda Cardellini. You know, there's your Hawkeye connection. Um, this show is unreal. I, I this is again one of those ones. Once I found it, I just sat and watched the whole first season. It's this coming of age story. You've got kind of like these stoner dudes that are Rogan and Franco and that you've got these young guys, Martin Starr and that, that are kind of like your traditional nerds, geeks, whatever. And it's just them going through high school. It's, it's got that. I don't know what it is about it, man, but it's, it's, it's so endearing. I've watched it probably the the first season, probably three, four times right through. Um, the characters are, are fantastic. The, the cast, it's just a blow away. It's unreal cast. And it's all early for these guys. It's a little harder to find right now. But uh, it was on Netflix here in Canada, I think, up until the end of 2018. But if you are able to get your hands on on Freaks and Geeks, I guarantee every single character in there you'll fall in love with. Um, You're familiar with a lot of these actors. These are when they're quite a bit younger. So a bit of reverse there for you, Troy. Um, (laughs) But it's... uh, (laughs) it's got to be one of the best like coming of age high school shows that ever existed and then just for a bonus there's kind of a spiritual successor to it called undeclared um different characters not the same thing but this has got uh, jay birchall seth rogan's in it charlie hunnam's in it as well and it's uh these guys in first year of university say very similar vibe martin Starr shows up in it um, I think Seth Rogen shows up and Jason Siegel shows up in it. So very similar vibe and it came out not too long after freaks and geeks ended another Judd Apatow project. Um, so it's a nice successor called undeclared both one season each both deserved way more than that. Um, but, uh, yeah, freaks and geeks. And then if you're looking to, to follow that up undeclared.
2: Nice.
1: Yeah. Nice. So,
0: all right, you guys, we've got to cap this thing off with our, Recommendations for for Comic con which this is the one I personally had the most difficulty doing. um, If we're not talking about stuff that we haven't talked about before, so I'm still kind of percolating what I'm going to say here. So I'm going to throw it to to Sanjay here.
1: All right. So uh, I actually brought, I feel like this is like a book review at like school or something. Like, here we go. So um, I'm actually choosing for my book report um, the George Perez run of Wonder Woman from the 80s. So George Perez went in and uh, redid Wonder Woman's origin and um, you know I picked up these books um, just some single issues because the covers look cool but I just never got around to reading them because I was reading more like current stuff and then I actually just started reading this um, Wonder Woman Beauty and Beast it's like uh, issues 15 to 19 and then it has Action Comics 600 in it super cool like um it shows Darkseid and Desaad like invading Mount Olympus, and the art in this is fantastic. Like the way they draw Mount Olympus, it, it's it, it's really cool. And um, you know, the storyline like Wonder Woman and Superman agree to kind of meet, and Superman thinks it's like you know they're going on a date. And some of the dialogue is like kind of like weird because like Superman admits that like he had like a sex dream about Wonder Woman, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> Okay, like, you know, that's kind of, of... the much. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's very, like, personal for a first date. and uh, But then they get sucked into the portal to Mount Olympus. And, uh, yeah, I'm telling you, the art was fantastic. I think it was uh, Dick Giordano who who uh, drew it. And um story by George Perez. And uh, Len Wein wrote some of it. You'll know him. He uh, created Wolverine and Swamp Thing. So, uh, yeah, man, this is a good book. And, like, you know, the 80s stuff... You know, you could take it or leave it. I I don't know. I really like it. Like, you know, as I said, like, some of the stuff is a little bit like you, you read that now and you kind of just chuckle. But, you know, the stories are good. And um, I'm, I think the art is fantastic. So can't recommend enough. Wonder Woman, uh, the George Perez run mm. from the 80s.
3: Yeah, man. Hey, 80s DC was awesome.
1: Oh, man. Like, I wish I was, like, around for that time because, like, they kind of did like a relaunch, right, with their brand. So everything kind of started right after Crisis. So, yeah, it's sort like of eighty-two, eighty-four kind of era.
3: Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some special,
1: yeah. Books. And and I remember like before the movie hit, I picked up like issue one for like five bucks or something. I'm pretty sure it's like worth a lot more now, like the Wonder Woman one. But like, you know, it's funny. Like you get these same thing with Green Arrow. Like before the TV show came. I actually collected the whole entire run of Green Arrow from this era, up I remember into you digging like, for those. yeah, man, like when Connor Hawk took over, yeah, and uh, and they were like a buck a piece, and then now I you know they might be a little bit more, but uh, yeah, man. So I uh, you know the '80s '80s was awesome, awesome hair, awesome music, awesome comics, awesome movies. Yeah,
3: true, that, true man. man.
4: True,
2: yeah,
0: brilliant. That, All right, true. Troy, what do you got for us? Comic book man. Uh, well, honorable mention.
2: Um, I gotta give a shout out to my boy, of course, Spider-Man. Um, I'll just recommend uh, Spider-Man Blue. Uh, I think it came oh, out around yeah. 2002. Jeff Loeb on that book. Yeah, oh, it man, not only, yeah, dude, on the art. Not only is it a love letter to uh, basically a point where Peter Parker. Uh, is in love with uh, Gwen Stacy but it's a love letter to the traditional Spider-Man during that time period of like the late 70s there early 70s so but right now because I'm fresh off the heels and maybe it's the wrong time to be reading this book but I just (laughs) smashed through uh, DC's deceased comic book I don't know why I slept on this book I don't know why I read it this weekend but man this thing is phenomenal this this needs to be a movie Um, every character that is in this event shines completely um, I haven't felt so much weight in a, an event book in a very long time. Even though this isn't canon with the DC stuff, it basically fits in the period of like the DC Rebirth slash DC Universe, where they are in the comic books right now. So all the characters in this book look like they would be in the DC Rebirth line right now. Um, like Cyborg has his moments, Wonder Woman has his moments, or her moments. Uh, Superman does some really cool things in this book without spoiling it. But basically, it's a a time where Cyborg's been infected with this virus, and it it spreads all through social media. So basically, everybody's glued to their phones and whatnot, and once you look into your phone, you will turn into some sort of um, zombie, basically. So the only—I don't want to say who's surviving, basically, in this book, because that'd be a huge spoiler, but there's a lot of people that get taken out, and you're just like— down like you did not see that going down um the weakest point probably with this book is the art the art doesn't really do it for me but there's so much stuff that's going on in this book that i'm like please continue this universe because the characters that do shine you just want to see more of and uh tom taylor man tom taylor kills it on this book for me i think it's 2019 right this came out, yeah, yeah, just yeah, last year. Yeah, so for an event, I gotta say it's my favorite event. I put it over War of the Realms. I, I didn't check out Doomsday Clock. It's easily better than uh, Heroes in Crisis. Um, <laughs> this, this is my book for 2019. I really wish I read it back then because it's phenomenal, right. man. So well, it's I... funny
3: you say that about the wanting it to continue and the art because yeah. uh, they just launched the Unkillables last week, yeah, which is mm-hmm. a sequel to this, and the art in that is phenomenal well that's oh, deathstroke
2: on the cover right
3: uh yeah. yeah there's deathstroke and then the second one i think is jason todd like red hood pop- so that's focus. the one that i sent you in the dm there
2: right uh. which is cool because the whole time reading this book i'm like where is jason because it's starts off very batman bat family centric so huh. and, and, and batman has a moment oh does he have a moment in this book <laughs> that really will just bring you to your knees so um, yeah i got i got to check that out, sonny you, you you read this book right Absolutely, yeah. You know, I was this close to actually choosing it as my book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so good. good, Oh my god! Like, you you know, you talk about the Marvel zombies, but this one for me was just like I read it and I was just like, man, absolutely! Like, if they did like a animated one, like like an R rated one from their animated universe, that would be so cool! Like the art, if they just like spiffed it up a little bit. You're right. Yeah, I I found like the art at the beginning was a little bit like inconsistent, but by the end, I think it got better from what I remember yeah but uh man this book i mean the dark side in it i mean and you said the batman moment and superman oh, it's just like at, wonder at woman first, she, oh man she's at, at first when i read this i didn't know this was like a you know off world else-world story hmm. so i'm reading it and all these people are getting off and i'm like what like it's, this is huge yeah. like i can't believe it like yeah but like yeah this is definitely elseworld because i was just so like shocked i was like how could you even like continue? Like everything would have to center around this
2: one event, but it was so good. Well, well the crazy thing is, is just like when someone gets off in this book, even though it's elseworld, I actually feel for those characters as opposed to other events that i read. I'm like, someone gets off them. Like, Whatever. They're coming back. Yeah. I don't really care. But this book <laughs> captures those feelings, man. It's yeah, like, crazy. Stakes in yeah. the book. That's awesome. Stakes in the book, man. Yeah. 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 Have well, his room. injustice
3: stuff is awesome too. And it's cheap. Digitally, uh, if you want to read it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, okay.
2: and, and, well, Injustice, I read the first volume of that one. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah.
1: really good. I had like, I like the uh, Harley and Green Arrow team up in Injustice. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah no, Tom Taylor's a man. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Carlos, lay one on us here, man. Uh, you know what? I'm going to kick it retro like sunny, and I'm also going to go off script. I'm going to recommend Starman by James Robinson and Tony Harris oh, okay. from like 94-ish. Um, it is a phenomenal story. Troy, it's got a few of those kind of uh, um, legacy character trappings to it. So this Starman, he's the son of the original Starman who was with the Justice Society. Okay, um, Dad becomes an old man. Oldest son takes over the mantle of Starman. And the younger son, he, he wants nothing to do with it. He's kind of happy owning his antique store. Uh, Jack knights he's, he's just kind of happy to do his own thing. He's a bit of a hipster. Uh, his brother ends up getting killed, and he has to assume the mantle. But because he's kind of uh, his own man and so opposed to the, kind of that heroic lifestyle and whatnot, he becomes a totally different version of Starman. He doesn't have the red costume and the little hood and cape and stuff turns a star rod into this badass staff and he rocks like a leather jacket and goggles from his shop and and it is just a cool cool story Mm. um it is so character driven and everything is very visceral and very human from i think it's only 81 issues uh with a couple little mini series here and there you can read the whole thing probably for 15 bucks at this point in time if you read it digitally like the books from the 90s are super cheap Uh, online but uh, beautiful beautiful art tons Mm. of um, not adult themes and that there's like tons of sex and violence but um, just um, difficult situations that the characters are put in and they pull in a ton of DC lore and play with uh, loads of obscure characters Um, they do really cool things with his enemies where his enemies become really close allies and the people that they're associated with become um, enemies again, like there's a character called The Shade, and he becomes one of my favorite characters over the course of reading this book. The art is beautiful. Tony Harris's style is kind of like that Mike McNola type vibe to it, and it suits the character really well. And yeah, it it's a great read. I haven't read it for a bit, but uh, it it's kind of held up as one of the... unsung gems of the dc universe so yeah with everybody down and nothing to do like starman starman james james robinson and yeah you know what man read the first trade like the first six issues or whatever like i said you probably get it for all but free Mm -hmm. online and uh yeah go from there see what you think but it's uh, it's a neat book like i like those kind of human type of trial and error type of books Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that's definitely it so
0: cool very cool Awesome. That's a great recommendation. Throwing a retro there. And um, guys, I'm going to – I had a really hard time with this one. My my pull list is pretty narrow. I have, you know, my very focused comic book reading. But I'm going to go slightly adjacent to some of the recommendations I've gone. And I'm going to go back to 2007 and go with the Nova Run by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Uh, This is coming off the back end of one of my favorite events. I've talked about lots. I'm not going to detail here. Annihilation. Uh, But this is giving Nova a 36-issue run that ties into some of the big events that come there. But all you really need to know about this is that the... And if you've read Annihilation, this is within the first page. Nova Corp is gone. And it's one man policing the universe. And it's Nova. And this is a character that I do believe you're going to see show up in the MCU at some point. Massive power set. Does beautiful exploring there. You're all over the galaxy. um, Exploring kind of the, the... the cosmic end of things as Dan Adam and Annie Landing continued at that point to just expand Marvel comic cosmic. And this is where I fell in love with all this and things like at this point, like strange adventures is coming off. You know, my love of the cosmic is what, what kind of really intrigued me about that. And this is one of the books that I always had a, a fun time reading and I had a blast putting together this in, in single issue back in the day. If you remember Sanjay, like Spinning through the uh, the yeah. comic at Sunnyside, trying to find Nova books and all that to fill that <laughs> run out. It was an absolute ton of fun. So it's uh, I don't want to give too too much away, but it's it's a real great ride through that character. And even today, if you are reading current Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, there is still fallout from the books that you kind of get towards the end, towards the end of that run that are, they're still dealing with in modern Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, we're you know over ten years out from that. And there's a lot of, of fallout implications from it still, which shows that the legacy that they built into this character through these runs has been important for the modern storytelling that they're doing. So, uh, Nova 2007, I think, yeah, 36 issues. Uh, so nice. a few trades there, I'm sure you can find them, uh, pretty reasonable. Um, and I believe they're all on Marvel limited as well. Very okay. cool. Yep. So there it is guys. That's, uh, that's 20 different things that we've sat here and recommended over the last, you know, hour 45 or so. And uh, hopefully that can get you guys through or at least gives you some ideas uh, on, you know, some of uh, this list is pretty eclectic. It's pretty mixed. It's on-brand, <laughs> off-brand. It's all over the place. Everything from from Fraser all the way through to Swiss Family Robinsons, man. You've got the, <laughs> the full spectrum there. And you got, you know, a couple of nice pit stops with some comic books there in between. So, guys, look, it, it's this is... uh constantly evolving the podcast and we're going to adapt to the situation here and we're going to continue like i said at the top to bring you the content this isn't something that we want to stop doing we're just going to evolve it it's going to it's going to look a different bit different as this uh this whole thing kind of drags on into uh you know weeks into months but we're going to be here and we're going to be tossing around ideas with between the four of us what this is going to look like in the not too distant future, whether it's going to go into, like I said, you know, more comic book reviews, film reviews, maybe going back and, and looking in depth at things like the Dark Knight trilogy, um, maybe finishing up finally our MCU retrospective, <laughs> getting to that Birds of Prey review, getting to that Shazam review. Um, you guys got the downtime, consume those movies, get prep for what's never going to be a slight transition, you know, not forever, but for a little bit into looking back at some of the films that we do all have access to um and then you know at some point hopefully we're going to start to look forward again and uh pick up with some of that news and that those hot takes on everything from Star Wars, marvel and dc now guys with all that being said if you'd like to be a part of the show you can always email us at the nerd at gmail.com You'll find everything we do over at the nerdroom.net as well as everything you know the hunt's going to be uh, a bit shy here so instagram is is going to be a little bit shy on the uh, the new finds but troy's inevitably going to be up there you know, with his customs, and uh, I'm gonna start putting fig pictures up there as well. I got these new Black Widow figures. Once I get them posed up, uh, you're gonna see that fall on to there. And then we're gonna get, uh, I think, get Carlos hooked up in there into the Instagram account, and maybe he'll start sharing stuff on there as well in the nerd room, <coughs> at the nerd room, I should say, over on Instagram. And then uh, what else, guys? Uh, you know, big shout out to man Rob Wade for endorsing this podcast. Mortuary14.com, and head over to StarlessCommonwealth.com as Well, you know, there's some great content Continue to go up there. Fill that void, fill that empty space, fill your ear holes with uh, everything Star Wars, and then uh, head back over here, and we're going to be kind of trying to keep pace with Star Wars Marvel and DC here. Um, And, uh, you know, guys, stay at home, stay safe, and if I could, uh, or stay safe, I should say, if I could steal a a hashtag from Troy, man, stay nerd. Um, Yeah, man. It's going to be uh, an interesting ride, and... We want to make sure that everyone out there is is being safe. So with all that being said, until next week for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. I'm Batman.
1: And I'm Sanjay.
0: We get it. All worked out, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you very much for entering the Nerd Room, and we'll be talking to you next week. Stay safe. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim, Troy, and Sanjay, on Twitter at the NerdRM. Troy the Boy 87, and Son Jabby. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out the and don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarsConwealth.com to find more podcasts from the Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabers Radio Podcast, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWConwealth to take your first steps into a larger world.